Social Strategy Podcast, episode 52. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey everyone, this is Vernon Ross and welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I wanted to quickly tell you, of course, I'm back from New Media Expo and it was a blast. Ton of value, ton of stuff that I had at the event and found out at the event. And plus, I was speaking, so I was really, really happy about that. And funny enough is that I had a situation where you guys know that lynda.com is the sponsor. So lynda.com forward slash Ross, and you can get a 10-day free trial from Linda to try out over 3,000 courses. Actually ended up talking about it at New Media Expo. Really interesting thing. I'm going to talk about it on the back end, and I'll see you guys in a second. everyone, this is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And guess what, guys? I'm back from New Media Expo, NAB show, and it was amazing. So uh, New Media Expo, or NMX, which is really hard for me to say, and NAB show, National Association of Broadcasters, is this national, international event that takes place once a year um, Blog World slash New Media Expo used to be a couple times a year, but they've combined with New Media Expo and NAB Show to be this huge, just massive, and when I say massive, I mean like massive entire convention center and part of a hotel convention of anything and everything to do with digital media broadcasting and, you know, the next wave in social media, digital media, whatever you want to do there, it's there. One thing I thought would be really interesting to do was to have one of the attendees, someone that I actually know, um, one of my mastermind members, come on and talk about this was her first conference that was this big, to come on, talk about her experience, talk about what she learned, what she didn't learn that she wanted to learn, if that happened, and just some feedback. Her first time in New Media Expo, it's changed from the way it was, so I'm really excited to get started into this. So, Tanita, take it away and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, your business, and then we're going to go right into New Media Expo. Hi, everybody. My name is Tanita Mullet, and I also have a podcast. It is called The Savvy and Professional. And this podcast is just a hub of information for people who are in their careers, and they're really just trying to take it to the next level. They are looking for some slight edge type of information to kind of give them the next level boost to their career. So we have people on like Vernon. Thank you very much for being a guest on my show at one point. Much appreciated. (laughs) Um, We've had people talking about um, LinkedIn, networking, how to how to be a better leader in your community, it, pretty much anything you can think of that has to do with you really standing out in the sea of young professionals in the job market. So really my, my number one mission with that is to just empower people and to make them better at work or business or whatever it is they decide to spend their time doing. And I, I'm, I'm just kind of getting started, and I, I love it. I love the idea um, of podcasting and really helping people because I do have a training background. So that is what I do. Well, cool. Yeah, you do have a training background. Your job is actually bringing in conferences. Uh, well, do we want to talk about that? 
Do we, do we want to mention? I don't know. This? Sure. I mean, we can go into it just a little bit, just so people could understand. I guess like my view of an event and how I how I kind of view events. Yeah. Right. So, so guys, in the interest of full disclosure, Tanita is very experienced in actually going out and seeking conferences to come into a city. I won't mention the city and all of that stuff, but. She is that's she's one of those people that goes out and finds the business to bring in and bringing in that business actually means bringing in conferences to a local area. So she was in St. Louis. She would be bringing conferences in that would be of interest to the region. So really interesting position and uh, interesting position to be in. So she has more than one way to look at New Media Expo, which is another reason that I had her on is because she has a really unique perspective from the bringing the event in and checking it out to see how it is and from the brand new attendee perspective. So let's, let's go a little bit into that. What was your first impression when you guys got there? Well, you know, number one, it was in Vegas. So I think a lot of the excitement of events um, that people maybe as attendees might not take into heavy consideration, but people planning events, um, a lot of the excitement does come about when you talk about place because it's one of the first things that you start to market when it comes to an event. I mean, people don't know where it is until you tell them and they have to make travel plans. And a lot of those decisions are made based on where the event is. So it was a little bit of glam associated with the the event, just because of the simple fact that it was in such a high speed um, kind of you know, bigger city that's known for entertainment and known for tourism. So that, that actually put a little bit of, I guess, frosting on the cake, just to give you an example. Um, but I, I didn't know what to expect coming into to New Media Expo. I mean, I talked to you, and you've been there before. I've heard of the event, and um, actually, I, I didn't have any big expectations besides the fact that I was ready to learn. So that's where I was coming into it with. I I came there thinking, what is it that I'm going to find out here that is going to to give me that slight edge, to give me the thing that I try to give people every, you know, every time I produce a show. So that was kind of my thought process of it when I first got there, just, you know, before we even stepped foot in the place. As you have gotten off of the playing you guys are make it to the hotel and you get ready to go attend your first session what was the first thing that you went to and and why well it was really interesting because typically when I do events or if I'm you know in that mind frame I try my very best to look at the sessions beforehand I try to look at the sessions figure out okay what is it that I do know and I have a really good grasp on and what are some of the things that I'm just kind of still shaky on and I don't know I want to get some more information about and it was really hard for me to do that with New Media Expo just because the list of um, sessions came out so late and so that kind of threw me off and I think you know, just to go back to your original question, that actually had an effect on what I thought about the conference before I even got there. Because I didn't, yeah, it did. Because I really didn't have any expectation 
because I didn't know what I was really getting into, you know, as far as like being able to study the session and see what was all there. And I saw speakers, but to be honest with you, I, it was a handful of people that I could look at and say, Oh, I know who that is. But some of the people that they showed as far as pictures and photos, I really didn't know. Um, and, and I didn't know exactly what the sessions were going to be. And that could have been, you know, just an error on my part, but I can tell you that it really wasn't something that was super visible, um, on the website, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, um, the decision on where to go, uh, what I did was I checked in and they had actual paper, paper version of the schedule. And I just kind of looked at that and I thought, okay, out of these three, because they had an opening keynote and then there were three sessions, concurrent sessions, which one of these, you know, is something that stands out to me the most or something that I really want to know. Um, and I just kind of based and picked it off of that. Right. Did you happen to, um, install the conference app it's interesting you should say that because i didn't even know that there was a conference app oh, until i got there yeah right. and by that time um you know my theory is when i get there if i can get a lay of the land aka get a schedule um i don't really bother too much with apps unless they have a function that allows me to connect with attendees other than that, I'm cool with the paper schedule because typically an app is just that. Now, one good thing about some apps is if there are changes, some mm -hmm. apps have alerts and things in there. But um, even with that, you can follow the Twitter feed. And typically if there are changes in the program, they'll, they'll put those things in front of like doors and, you know, in front of the actual session. So I didn't even download the app. Yeah, the, uh, the app was interesting because it was more of the, uh, the NAB schedule it wasn't the actual new media expo schedule mm -hmm. so you could keep up with what was going on at nab but i didn't see um a lot of the new media expo sessions actually in the app so that, i thought that was uh i thought that was interesting i ended up creating my own uh short link directly to my session so that people could find out about it and then just tweeting that out so that was how i got people to my session um, because there was no way one of the, one of the things that I would say about it is there wasn't a way for me to link people directly to my speaker page where they could read my session or you know read about my session. I went in, looked at the page, saw where my page was once I got to it, and then found the link that I could create the short code to to send people directly to it so that they could just add it to their calendar. And that was the way I did it. Yeah, that was pretty smart too because you know. I, from a speaking standpoint, I could, you know, it's very valuable that people can find you. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think there was definitely an area of opportunity for um, a little bit more communication about the sessions and, you know, who, who's giving the sessions and even just um, where they were and all that. I think it, it could have been a little bit different, but we found it. Well, yeah. So when, now when you were there, um, did you find it hard to connect with other attendees or did you find it easy? I found connecting with attendees was easy for me. And I say that because, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's my, my job to connect with people. Um, and so for me, I understand that if you're going to pay for a, a conference or anything that you're putting your money into, connection is the number one the number one goal, because without that, you're really not going to get anything from the event. I mean, if just on the fact of connecting with the speaker. So 
any type of thing or conference or live event, that's the that's the number one thing that you want to create. And sometimes the planners of the event, they can do things to help the attendees connect better with the conference experience. Um, but when it comes to the people, I, I just kind of, one thing that I really did was I got on Twitter early and I just used the hashtag and that's a whole nother thing. Cause I think there was, I know there was one main one. Eventually we kind of all started using one, but there were like three different hashtags floating around, but I just took all three of them. Um, and I just wrote a really quick tweet and it was just like, Hey, I'm really excited to be at, you know, new media expo. Where are my first timers at? You know, because I'm a first timer. And so I would suggest that to anybody, if you are at a, an event and you it's your first time there, especially with an event like New Media Expo, I mean, it's all about social. So get on your social media channels and just find people who you connect with and let them know, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I am a first timer. Because number one, if you, people are going to, want to connect with you that are first timers because that's that link. They have something in common with you. So they're going to want to reach out to you. And then also people who've been there before, from what I understand, this event is over 10 years old, maybe even older. Yeah. So there were a ton of people who reached out to me who had been there before and were welcoming me and, you know, really kind of making me feel like, Hey, you know, welcome, welcome to this world. Welcome to this event that I've been, you know, attending for X amount of years. So I would suggest with anybody, um, before you get there or right when you get there, just start live tweeting and letting people know, Hey, I'm new, I'm here. Can we connect? And that's just what I did. That's interesting. So you actually got responses back on Twitter using the hashtags. Yes, I did. And I think the big the big deal with that particular tweet was just to, to let people know this is my first time at this event. And I think it's what really, you know, made a lot of people respond. Oh, that's cool. I did not do that the first time I was there. I did meet people via the hashtags. So, I, you know, I would just look around and I would end up finding the, you know, the people that I wanted to connect with that way. So that was that was one of the ways that I ended up doing it was I would notice people on Twitter and actually recognize them like, oh, yeah, that's so and so. And it was a little easier the last time I went because it was uh, it was smaller. So all the podcasters were around. So you could kind of bounce around in conversations. You'd hear a conversation about one thing and you could kind of walk up and start talking. Uh, I didn't experience that this much at this particular event, except for at the parties. So, yeah. So the parties were easy, a little easier because it was a party and it was easier to talk to people when it wasn't, you know, super loud. Yeah. That was one, that was some feedback that I was hearing from people, um, that the parties were kind of loud. It was hard to connect. And for me, and I like that, you know, I like, having the live music there and and really connecting with people because that's kind of where people let their guards down you know they don't feel so on the spot because you do have this huge stage and you got the bar going and you got the music going and I think it lets people kind of loosen up a little bit mm-hmm. um because the spotlight's not on them because there's a whole nother thing happening around them i don't mind it so much but i that was definitely some of the feedback i was hearing from other attendees just about um the fact that it was loud and it was hard for them to connect with people at the party but i didn't i didn't get that well, that's good did you um did you find it hard to network with people i know you i know we kind of talked about that but do you did you feel forced to try to connect with people no, you know, or like pressure to connect with people. It's really interesting at, at events because 
depending on your personality type, it's easy to get into a situation and completely not take advantage of it because you do feel a little pressure. You're like, well, I'm a, I'm a first timer. I don't know anybody. And, you know, you feel kind of awkward walking up to conversations. But I will say this. When you're putting an investment in, and even if it's your employer, so even if this is not money out of your pocket, this might be money out the company fund, doesn't matter. It's almost your obligation to connect with people because that's what you're there for. Um, I didn't find it hard to talk to people at all. Um, I just kind of at the sessions, you know, I would kind of have little sidebar conversations with people or if there was somebody that would would kind of talk to me, I would engage in conversation a little bit. And then I would try to say, you know, at the end of the session when the speaker was done, hey, you know, this my name is Tanita. Um, What's your name? And, you know, we kind of connected that way. But I will say I didn't really feel like there was a lot of opportunity to network in the way that I thought I was going to network. I thought that there would be like, you know, maybe like little corners or parts of the conference that were set aside or maybe gaps in the schedule that would allow people to kind of connect. And I didn't really get that from this event. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I I did notice that, that there weren't any, um, just like networking. Well, there, there was one. And it was, I believe, was that Friday or Thursday? No, I think it was like Thursday afternoon around 2 o'clock or something like that. There was a networking thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was. It was. It was on the schedule, too. It had like a, um, it was an NMX lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was Thursday, but I'm, I left Wednesday, so. Right. I, I left Thursday, but I ended up leaving, um, well, I had to be at the airport by noon so it was like oh i'm not gonna make that so it, it it i was hoping that there would be a um you know networking throughout the event like organized networking but it wasn't and you know that happens sometimes sometimes it's just not um you know within the organizer's structure to be able to do that there really wasn't any organized networking last time at the last event mm-hmm. but you know there were yeah it, it is what it is well, the thing is, and and this is what I will say, when you are in an event that has a community around it, so you have your podcasting community, your blogging community, um, the, people tend to kind of group up on their own. And I think the one of the strong things about this event was that people who were there were serious about what they did. I didn't really meet too many people who hadn't already started or um, were years into some sort of blogging, podcasting, um, marketing, something. And so it made it easier to connect with people because you were having conversations in which you had, you didn't have to do a lot of that intro stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, well, did you do this? And did you try that? It was just like, you know, conversations where everybody was on the same wavelength and had kind of had a lot of the same experiences in what they were doing. Um, and it kind of cut a lot of the introduction stuff out of the way, which I really appreciated the, the people at this event. I mean, there were newbies that were their first time, but they were seasoned in what they were doing. And I think it made it way easier to connect. And it actually put a lot of value into the, the event because the people that I connected with, at least for me, for the most part, I mean, they were all on top of their game, even if they had just started, you know? So, I mean, like you said, it, it, the networking part as adults, I guess we all can take a little bit of responsibility and just kind of 
figure something out on our own. And I think that's what a lot of people did. I, I saw a lot of different meetups. Um, I went to a meetup that was um, hosted by Biz Chicks Podcast. I think that's what it was. Um, they did their own thing. Um, Cliff had one, and that was pretty good. We went to that. So I think, you know, if it's not something that's scheduled, Mm-hmm. then you just kind of got to wing it and say, hey, I like this group of people or I've connected with a couple of people at the conference. Let's have a quick breakfast. I mean, you were you were trying to do something like that, too. Yeah, it ended up just being uh, <laughs> there wasn't a good way to get everybody together and it just ended up not happening. But, you know, what I'd like to do at events is I generally have breakfast with somebody I don't know at every conference that I go to, either someone I'll recognize that's a uh, an attendee that's already sitting down at a restaurant and I'll join them or I'll, I'll at least ask to join them or I'll be able to arrange for four or five people randomly the night before. Hey, let's all meet up for breakfast and we'll go here. I wasn't sure too, too sure this time it would happen like that just based on where we were. So I tried mm-hmm. to arrange it and it, it just ended up not happening. But you know, overall though, I, like you said, I thought it was, um, I thought it was really good. It's surprising to hear that there were so many people that were prepared and kind of knew what they were doing because the last time I went and the first time I went, there were a lot of people that were experienced, but there were also a lot of people that were brand new to it and had absolutely no idea. So they were pretty much beginners. But hmm. it's, it's interesting that since it was very podcast heavy, that there were um, most of the people knew what they were doing. There was a lot of blog stuff there too and, you know, new media stuff, but. I did see that it seemed to be a little podcast heavy this year. That's another, that did surprise me too. Um, I was thinking, you know, because we actually met at a podcasting event last summer. And so the last thing that I was expecting coming to this event was to see it so podcast heavy because it was called, I was like, well, it's New Media Expo. It could be anything. And it was, it was a lot of podcasters there, which may, I think it put a certain comfort level for me, um, because I definitely wouldn't consider myself a blogger. Um, I don't I mean, as far as having that, you know, really deep into the writing and that part of it. Um, so I thought it was really interesting that it was a lot of podcasters because I was expecting it to be, you know, a little bit more variety, not that it mattered anyway. I think for me, it was more about the connections I was making with people, but you're absolutely right. I got that too. Yeah, that's interesting. So what's what's something that you learned? What's something you picked up from one of the sessions? Hmm. Well, so this conference, it had an overall theme. And after being at a conference for a couple of days, you know, especially a, a three or four day event, you start to you start to catch on to whatever the theme is. And what a lot of the speakers from every session, you know, no matter how much information they gave, no matter how vague, no matter how in-depth it was, the overall thing that I walked away from this conference was with was to be consistent. And I know we hear that all the time, but it was something about hearing someone that's been doing this for three years and has major success, someone that's been doing this for 10 years and, you know, has major success. It, it's something about hearing people from different levels and different paths continue to talk about consistency because you know that they've learned a lot on the way for, to their, on their journey. You know, you're talking about people making millions of dollars doing some of this stuff, but the overall theme from person to person, from session to session was just 
consistency. Just do it. Just continue to do it and you're going to get better. And I thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. So when you say some of the some of the sessions, no matter how vague they were, what does that mean? <laughs> well, there were some sessions um, that were just kind of the things that you you know if you've already been doing this, whatever it is, even if it's blogging. Um, you just know, like you know that, yes, you know, you have to upload your, your podcast to uh, uh, Libsyn or Blueberry or whatever. Um, you know some of those things because you've already went through the steps. And so it's hard to tell when you go into a session because unless it has like this really in-depth thing about or write up about what the session is about. You don't know. So there were a few sessions that I did go to that I was, I was kind of sitting there and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I can sit through this. Cause I think I pretty much got this down pat. Um, <laughs> and in the beginning I ended up sitting in, you know, still sitting in them. And what happens is, is that at the end people ask the questions that, are really what you want to know. You know, you have those people who are probably in the room, probably thinking the same thing I was thinking, like, I think I kind of know this, you know? You don't want to be that person like, yeah, I know this. You know, you want you want to give, especially a speaker, you want to give them your attention because, you know, you just, you, they're up there and it takes a lot to get up in front of a room and speak, regardless of what you're talking about. So you want to give them their, their attention. What I found is that the, the times that I stayed in those sessions, instead of just getting up, um, people at the end, they ask the media questions you know they ask the questions that are like okay we're past that what do I do now and I really appreciate that I think one thing that I would take away or I would tell anybody at conferences is stay for the questions if you've already stayed 75% of the class just stay for the questions because that to me is where you get the information that's worth writing down oh that's a good tip stay stay for the questions yeah yeah interesting yeah I um I found the best sessions um especially on panels where when we start taking questions from the audience, I actually ran out of time in my session. I think I got a little long winded on the storytelling, but I got a few questions right afterwards. I've seen that the most effective use of the session, and this happened at podcast movement last year, we did a, uh, a panel and instead of, we had actually time after in between sessions before the next session started up, we had like 15 minutes so we were like, hey, we'll stay and answer questions if you guys want to stay and ask them. So a bunch of people in like most of the session stayed in the session and skipped the break to sit and ask questions because we saw that that was more effective and people were actually getting the content that they needed by hanging around and just asking us questions. It's interesting that you say that. That's a good tip is to stay for the questions. Yeah, that's really, you know, something about, I guess as a speaker, maybe, you know, and maybe you can speak to this, but, you know, you give this big presentation and it's, you know, it's kind of planned and, you know, you might have some parts of this, the, of it that's not planned, but for the most part, you're prepared and you know what you're going to say. Um, I don't know if it's just like, whew, okay, that was over. Now let me just tell you everything you need to know. But it's something about that, that part at that session, that Q and a where speakers are just completely open. I've, I was very rare that I see a speaker speaker on Q&A that just does not tell it like it is. I mean, I, think, I don't know if they're just over it that, at that point or they're just free and they're like, whatever, just ask me, you know, whatever you want. But I don't know. Yeah, the guard is, the guard is down. You just relieved that uh, everything went off and nothing crashed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So as, as we're wrapping it up, I did want to ask, 
What was something that you picked up that you did not expect to learn? Well, I think one of the things that I didn't expect to learn, I guess, in the grand scheme of things is the how approachable people are in this in this industry. I think that when you're on the outside looking in at something that you want to do, you have people that you look at and you say, oh, wow, you know, I, this is my goal. I want to have this kind of success. When you go to an event, it's almost like even playing field. All of the people who I thought I listen to and I'm like, if I ever meet this person one day, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this, or I'm going to say that. And, you know, I'm going to ask this person questions and I got to do it. And it, it's just like, it is a true community. And I was really surprised to learn how open people were to sharing information, even though they have this, you know, they're already 10 times past the level of some of the people that were there. They People are truly open and they want others to succeed. And, and I want to say it's not necessarily surprising in that I don't expect that, you know, people to be that good and be that helpful but it's just something that allow, those barriers come down and as an attendee you're left you leave from that comp, that conference with this confidence that you know what this is this is an even playing field I can I can do whatever I want to do and so that was one of the things that I was you know really pleasantly surprised at honestly well, that's cool. You know, that's that's good to hear. Is that people were um, were very open to helping. And mm-hmm. who, tell me, tell me a, a quick story about who's somebody that you approached that you didn't think you'd be able to approach. Well, you know, it's so interesting because um, I listened to a couple podcasts, and um, there's one that um, I've been some you know turned on to. Somebody told me about actually, Yarell told me about, and it is. Um, I think it's Leslie Samuels is his name. Oh, yeah. You know, I kind of knew that uh, that was who you were talking about. Yeah, well, it was interesting because we have these, you know, we'll sit here and talk and just be like, you know, I'm going to ask him this or I wonder what he thinks about that. You do that because it's just, it's just like anybody that you're listening to. You wonder what it would be like to just have these one-on-one conversations because there's just things you want to go back and forth about. So, you know, I saw him one night and, you know, I didn't say anything. And then I had I saw him another night at this networking event and we just kind of went back and forth and he was just really open. And I just thought that that was really, it was interesting. It was interesting to have those conversations. It was also another person and I cannot think of his name right now, but he has the sci-fi podcast mm-hmm. um, and he actually won an award and I'm, I'm, I'm feel really bad right now. Cause I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Or are you talking but, about funny hat guy? Say it again. Are you talking about the funny hat guy? He didn't have a hat. He, he, I think it is the sci-fi podcast is, he was bald. Uh, um, uh, there are so many. I cannot think of his name and I've seen, I've seen him before, but, um, he was really just, you know, we were talking, he was asking me about my podcast and what I was doing and, you know, the direction I was trying to go in and just the, the, the information, the resources he was giving out. It was like, wow, this is really helpful. Um, 
And I mean, I've, I noticed people at the conference, you know, kind of like looking and pointing like, oh, that's him. That's him. So obviously he's definitely, you know, he had some he had some fans that were at that event. But, he, you know, we were just chatting and he was just telling me you know, I had a pen and paper, really, because I was kind of not my pen and paper, but I had my phone, mm-hmm. the new pen, the new pen and paper. Right. The new pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> I had my phone and I was just jotting down all these resources because, you know, he, he's been doing this, I think he said for about nine years seven to nine years mm-hmm. so he had a lot of information but um and you know he didn't and that wasn't things that i was just asking it was just he was actually listening to what i was saying and he said hey well this might help you you know this this and this and i thought that was really interesting but um you know of course the the delorean we gotta talk about that well yeah well <laughs> go, ahead, go, go ahead and tell him tell him what happened Okay, people, if you did not go, it's okay, because I believe this is streaming live somewhere. But Pat Flynn, you know, he is a super Back to the Future fan, and I can't even describe the scene. All I can tell you is epic for a a speaker, especially someone who's been openly – He's he's openly expressed that, you know, he's really still learning about the speaking industry and he's still trying to, you know, get his get work on that and perfect his craft. He totally owned that event with his speech and his entrance. And, you know, I love to see that. And that was one of the things that I actually I can honestly say that I loved about that conference, because. You know, a lot of people listen to Pat Flynn, and I do too, because I think he has some awesome information. But what I like about him is that he was he's really open and honest about some of the things that he wants to work on. So to hear someone openly tell his listeners, hey, look, I've been working on the speaking thing, and I'm really trying to get this, and I'm really, you know, working with somebody on this. And to see them pull a stunt like that and completely own the stage, it was amazing. It was really amazing. It made me feel like, you know what, I... I could do that. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you that were not there, I don't have video of it yet, but Pat Flynn from a Smart Passive Income podcast and smartpassiveincome.com actually came into the conference in a DeLorean, and it was the DeLorean from Back to the Future made up just like Back to the Future, the one that you see roll off the truck in Back to the Future. It was that exact one. Not a replica. The one that was used in the movie is like the only one that's left, and it happens to be there in Vegas after starring in a little short film that he had made so that he could come in on the DeLorean. It was one of the most amazing entrances, if not probably the most amazing entrance I've ever seen any speaker give. Most speakers just run up on stage. His was he actually came and drove up to the stage and then got out of the car like he came from the movie it was it was pretty amazing that was definitely you know you it's rare you know a lot of people use the word epic and it's not necessarily the word they should use but that that was truly epic yeah it was truly epic and i (laughs) i think that's i think that's a good one to end it on that was a truly epic entrance and we'll we'll leave on the uh, power of the delorean (laughs) (laughs) well tanita tell people how they can find you online if you are looking for me, you can find me at thesavvyyp.com. You can also find me on iTunes and if you're you know, on, using Stitcher at The Savvy YP. My podcast is hosted on both of those. Um, 
You can find me on Twitter at Tanita Marie if you want to just directly talk to me. But there's also a Savvy YP Twitter as well. So I'm out there. I'm ready to talk to people and connect with people. And and I really want to hear what's going on in your careers. I really want to talk about that. So holla at me. (laughs) All right. Awesome. I'll uh, have a link to everything that Tanita was talking about and including how to find her online in the show notes. So, guys, thanks a lot for tuning in. And, Tanita, thanks so much for coming on to the show, and I really do appreciate it. You got it. All right, we're done. Boom! Okay, so is that the first time that you've been able to get an attendee perspective on a conference, especially something like New Media Expo? It was really interesting to hear her perspective and some of the things that she learned and some really awesome, great tips on networking and not feeling so pressured and all of the things that go along with having a successful and productive conference experience. I can't say enough about how important that is and how much I want you guys to have a good time when you go to these conferences. So thanks so much to Tanita for coming on to the show. Now, remember, I did tell you guys that I had a funny little story to tell you about lynda.com. You guys know that Linda is one of the sponsors of the show. So if you go out to lynda.com forward slash Ross, you can get a 10-day free trial on me to try them out. They've got over 3,000 courses, everything from social media to photography to web design, anything that you're looking for. Well, one of the people in my session came up, and it was an older guy, and he was like, you know, I know that I should be on social media, but I, I just don't get it. You know, I'm a mail guy. I like direct mail and stuff like that and talking to people. I don't get this whole social media game. How can I get an understanding of what I need to be doing? And I'm like, well, there's a, a lot of ways. First, of course, you can listen to the podcast. The podcast is uh, there for you to teach you stuff about social media when we deep dive into that stuff. Although our topics do vary a little bit more into the online business and networking realm. I do deep dive sometimes into social media or you know what you could do? You could check out lynda.com forward slash Ross. And I wrote it down on the back of his, of a business card. And I'm like, here, try this out. Let me know what you think. Take it for 10 days. And if you're not happy, by all means, let me know if it's not what you need, but I think it's probably going to be. So definitely check it out. Get a 10 day free trial on me. He was ecstatic. He's like, yeah, man, I'm going to check this out and I'll let you know exactly what I think about it. But I haven't heard back from him yet as far as a, a bad report. I did hear about it uh, back from him and he said, oh, man, this is this is a pretty good service. So that was pretty cool. And uh, it is about our sponsor. I did want to let you guys know I enjoy getting the Instagram messages and the tweets and the emails. Right after New Media Expo, I had an amazing time at UMSL Digital's conference. It's UMSLDigital.com, U-M-S-L digital.com hanging out with Chris Brogan. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen the dozens and dozens of Twitter pictures and lunch pictures were, were photobombed by the, at Unidev. <laughs> Unidev is a local company and uh, they're, they're a social media person. They're marketing. I think she's a marketing VP, Angela LaRocca, also an actress. And yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Look her up on IMDb. She photobombed us at lunch while we were having lunch with Chris Brogan. So that was, uh, that was funny. Seabro in the house. Anyway, it was a fun time. I really did enjoy being on a panel at UMSL Digital, getting to hang out with Chris Brogan. Perry Drake is a rock star. You can find him at PD Drake on Twitter. Amazing that he's put this 
platform together here locally in St. Louis to highlight everything that's going on in digital media, the new things that are going on in the state of digital media in the country and based pretty much around the world. And it's an awesome conference that happens right here in St. Louis. It's local and it is amazing. You definitely want to check it out for next year. Things are going to be going on the site. I'm pretty much sure soon, pretty much sure, pretty sure soon. So look out for that and look out for everything that's coming from Umsel Digital. Definitely check it out. And they do have a certification program. So if you guys are looking to learn more about social media, you should check them out as well if you're local to the St. Louis area. All right, guys, you can reach me, Vernon, at VernonRoss.com. That's my email address. Email me directly there if you have any questions or you need to know anything or you want to ask or give feedback on the show. Would definitely love the feedback. Remember, you can find me on Spreaker. I'm in the Spreaker business section featured in there. Of course, Social Strategy Podcast. Just look for that. Look for me pretty much everywhere. iTunes, uh, not iHeartRadio, though. I'm working on that one. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio podcast.de yes podcast.de is a german site and apparently the show is popular there so sprickensdeutsch i guess <laughs> i don't know so yeah you can find me just about anywhere and search for me on social media at ross pr twitter snapchat yeah that thing of course instagram pinterest uh social media pod at on Pinterest. I never actually gave that out. And I'm just going to throw this out there and I want to see if you guys take on to it, but it's socialstrategyacademy.com. That's all I'm saying. Look to the site for more details. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and I will see you in the next episode.